1: Mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call six one eight two six two twenty eight ten and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Duggard.
2: The subject, the fear of God. The intention of this weekend is to take you somewhere you've never been. In the Spirit and by the Word, that you may grow up. The church has never grown up. The church is full of babies that need their diapers changed and a bottle put in their mouth, but they don't know that. They know the doctrine, huh? I had somebody write me a real nasty uh, email not long ago that they said under rabbis such and such. The word rabbi is teacher. I'm a teacher, all right? As for as a an office, got nothing to do with it. You know what it is, folks? Listen to me closely. The church has got real wrapped up in what they call now the Messianic movement. And I told you a long time ago, and they have talked to me years ago, trying to get me, because I am a prophet of God, a major prophet of God, to come be part of their group. M-E-S-S, the first four letters of that movement is what it is. It's a mess. They need to be taught. They don't need to be teaching. They need to be taught by a real prophet of God. And just because you can speak a little Hebrew, just because you can read a little Hebrew, just because you can dance a few Hebrew dances doesn't make you, bless God, any closer to God. Okay? So therefore, we are taking you to the depths of the Word, and you will make it. Hang on as long as you can to the prophet's tassels. You hang on to them as long as you can. Because I can drag you. <laughs> In the spirit, I can drag you part of the way through this thing, okay? <laughs> and, uh, and I will, if, if you'll permit me. Hallelujah. The man Moses, my Lord and my God, when, when God spoke to me by the angel and commissioned me to begin to gather the ten lost tribes of Israel, the house of Ephraim, also called the house of Joseph, and even the house of Israel, itself. And he said to me, you'll be likened unto Moses and Elijah. I thought, well, I'm not sure I like this likened to Moses business, you know. You know, there, there, a lot of things happened with this man, Moses. A lot of good, <laughs> a lot of things that weren't so good, all right? You remember when Korah and his group decided they're taking over, huh? drew a line in the sand, and the earth opened up, and all them went down into the earth. I have tried for a long time to present God's Word as being exciting, but also telling you that if you are going to begin to work into His Word, then you must understand you will be tested by His Word. Everybody's eyes got big. But, you know, the good side of it is we're not going anywhere where we're at anyway, so let's give it a shot. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's, let's Let's just open up. Okay. Exodus 16, if you'll turn there. Now, God spoke to Moses, and we all know that. All right? Now, Moses had a great fear of God. There was no doubt about that. And, and so as, as all this began to progress, well, let's go to 16 of Exodus, starting in the fourth verse, all right? Exodus sixteen four. Then said the Lord unto Moses, God is speaking to who? Moses. Behold, I will, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. Now, he is now telling Moses the purpose of all this, manna from heaven, okay? He said, I am going to prove them. I'm going to test them whether or not they will walk in my law or no, and it shall come to pass that on, on the sixth day, they shall prepare that which was they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as, the, as they gather daily. Isn't this some kind of a God? And Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, At even, then ye shall know that the Lord hath brought you out from the, the land of Egypt. And in the morning ye shall see the glory of the Lord, for he that heareth your murmurings against the Lord... And what are we, and ye murmur against us? And Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat, and in the morning bread to be full, for that the Lord heareth your murmurings, which ye murmur against him. And what are we, your murmurings are not against us, but against God. How often have I said, you have to learn to trust this prophet? And I know it sounds arrogant, and I know I get a lot of bad press, all right? But the fact of it is, I'm a prophet, a real prophet, sent to the nations, been around the world, as I've told you so many times. I, 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 I quit counting, you know, in that 25 years, years and years and years before that. But somewhere along the line, what happened in our churches is mainly in the Pentecostal and the charismatic movements is that we begin to be entertained by pastors, teachers, with the possibility that now, especially in the charismatic movement, that we have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost that we don't need anybody but him, okay? And we accepted that for the most part, and it was nobody teach me but the Holy Ghost. I heard it many, many, many times. So what the church didn't understand, that Satan had come in and deceived them. You will find in the Scriptures where the Holy Ghost, the Rahakadish, did marvelous things in what we you call the new testament but you will also find something out they always had a man that they followed that the holy ghost was using there were no lone rangers there wasn't any of this stuff of running out and bless god oh god told me this and god told me that and what happened to us in our generation was because of this theology that was definitely not of God was fully accepted. you know why? Because if you can, if you can uh, justify that type of theology, then you don't need to go anywhere to be taught. You'll just stay home, and God will teach you. Now, how many of you have listened and studied the thing on familiar spirits that I've done? I want to see your hand well, good, then you know, then you know that, bless God, there wasn't a chance in all the little green apples that God produces on this earth for all of that, hardly any of that, to have been from God, of which people thought they heard him say. So we separated ourselves from the men of God through that theology, and we begin to believe that to such an extent that, bless God, uh, again, we needed nobody. Nobody teach me but the Holy Ghost, and that was a, a famous saying within the charismatic movement. So from that, we, we come back to this, to this thing all the way back into Moses' day. Then when things didn't go right, we murmur. How many times during a month do I do we receive... Emails with people murmuring. Well, I've been in this for three years and I keep Sabbath and I keep the, the festivals and I keep New Moon and and and, and you know I, I pay my tithes I give offerings I and all and, and things are just going to hell for me. Help! And why? Why is it this way? I keep Shabbat! Don't anybody stand up and applaud. God, there's something wrong. Perhaps it's the prophet. Oh, yeah, that's the first place everybody points. Right here. Right here. Of course, it's my fault. It's always my fault. It's my fault if it works out, and it's my fault if it doesn't work out in your life. Learned that years ago, folks. So that, you know, like water on a duck's back, it just kind of runs off, and I smile. But the murmurings that we have against God—not against me—but you see, we have tried to think that we can listen to any teaching as long as it comes in the name of Jesus. If it sounds good, if it looks good. And if it feels good in here, and if it's convenient especially, we're going to jump on that, and we're going to ride that horse. And that's what we did with this, with this particular thing, the charismatic movement. Am I Lord and am I God? It didn't work. As I said, when the Lord God kindly invited me, no, he commanded me to come away from the Pentecostal and go into the charismatic movement Oh, I I, ooh, that, I was hurt badly. I said, God, they're a mess. The Pentecostals got a problem, but I said, th- th- this charismatic thing is loose on both ends. There was nothing, nothing to rule those people. There was no body over those people. In fact, one time I asked a, a man that was very well versed in his companionship with some of what's the biggest charismatic uh, ministries in this country. And I said, I I, I want to ask you a question, brother. I said, and I know you know because you have slept in their homes and been around them. Yeah, yeah. I said, uh, when one of these national televangelists, when they make a mistake, who's the prophet? That comes knocking at their door. He smiled. He said, "Oh, there isn't any. You know, you no, know, there isn't any." I said, "They they answer to no prophet." Well, he said, "Oh, well, they all think they're really prophets, but no, no." He said, "Here, here's the way it happens. Have you got those seatbelts on this morning? Huh? Huh? When such and such, and if I wasn't to name the name, you'd know. When he makes a blunder." He sends a million dollars to two or three ministries. And in turn, when they make a blunder, they'll send two or three million dollars to two or three different ministries themselves. Payola. (laughs) At its best. I said, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, no, no, no. That's the way this thing works. No, I'm sorry. That's not the way this thing works. This thing has always worked by God bringing forth a major prophet. And that major prophet has a direct line to God, to the throne room itself. He doesn't and isn't ever concerned about your murmuring. The only thing that he's concerned about is getting you where God wants you so God can use you two or three, five, ten years down the road. And I've told you from the beginning, God cannot use you in the tomorrows where you're at today. He can't do that. Don't, 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 don't kid yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Don't deceive yourself. To work the works that God is going to have to have worked five years from the day, I doubt that there's one of you in this room who will be able to work those works at where you're at. But rejoice. We're here to learn. We're here to humble ourselves before a mighty God. We're here to take away our respect from our own selves. We're here to realize we don't know everything as we thought we did. Remember me saying, you get around me and you stay around me about a year, Because, see, all of you that are here for the first time, I'm sure you are so, well, or somewhat so, versed in the Word. You've been in the right Church of the First Righteous, and you've been to the right meetings nationally, and you've read all the right books and bought all the right CDs. And I'll say to you, you stay here a year around this ministry you're going to find out how little you really know and how stupid you are and how smart this prophet is. Amen. Somebody knows that, say man. But some of you had the nerve to stay around, didn't you? Oh, it was touch and go with some of you for a while. But thank God you made the decision. Yeah, huh? Thank God you made. You know, a mentor without somebody to mentor is not a real good deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, I, you know, I have got to the point of thinking about having a mentor, a dog, or a cat, or something, you know, something like that. Of course, I didn't. Okay, so, so Moses and Aaron uh, have spoken to the people, and they have given these people what's going to go on, okay? In, that, in the eighth verse, and Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening place to eat, and in the morning bread to be full. For the Lord heareth your murmurings which ye murmur against him, and what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against God. Okay? And then he in Exodus 18, 21. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men, such as fear God of truth. Now, now, now listen to this. Of truth. Hating covetousness. And place such over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds and rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. This is his father-in-law telling. He said, Moses, this thing got too big. Okay? These men that are around me, the ten that I introduced, actually, I guess nine I introduced to you, we're still looking for that tenth one. This organization is going to grow in those proportions and bigger. And I can't be over all that. Don't intend to be. So the key is God raising up people. Moses was raising up people. But do you understand what what the the key was? Was bless God, uh, those that fear God, men of truth. See, number one, you can fear God and not be men of truth or women of truth, and you're still not going to get there. So there the, the, the is a coming together of the fearing of God and having truth in you. What is truth? It's, it's the Word, the truth of the Word, the power of God's Word. So, so they're, they're, you know, they're speaking of these things. Now, in Exodus 20, 20 and 21, okay, and Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you, and that, that, that his fear may be before your faces, that you sin not. Now, listen closely. Moses is telling them, Don't be afraid here, for God has come to prove you. Don't, don't be afraid when, when these testings come into your life. It's only God coming to prove you. Who has control over you, God or Satan? Well, you have that. You cho- you make that choice. All right. But where he's coming from at this point, he's saying, "Look, fear not, for God has come to prove you, and that His fear may be before your face." So, testings can and do- does bring His fear before you. Can and does. Now listen that you sin not. So it's going to take you into being tested so that, that God can do what? He can prove you. But he said, don't be afraid of this, because he said, let me tell you something. This is all about you fearing God that you sin not. Sin and the fear of God... Not They're not synonymous, but bless God, they're headed that direction, all right? And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. (laughs) Now, who spoke to Moses? God. Who spoke to the people? Moses. He said, tell the people, not to fear, for I have come... To prove them. What was God always proving them about? What was the back of the whole thing with the manna? They collected that manna six days. Had on the sixth day, they had doubled the amount to make the Sabbath. And what did they do? They still went out and did what? <laughs> Lightning didn't strike. Sound familiar? Lightning didn't strike. Well, let's just, let's go out and collect a little manna today. We... Now our, our group eats more than the group next door, so didn't work with God. Why is it that, bless God, that they did that? They stood at the mount. They heard the thunderings. They saw the lightning, and they greatly feared. Told Moses, said, no, you go on up in the mountain. We're, we're staying out here. We're safe. But they knew That there was a living God listen closely a lot of the church think they know there's a living God but they have never tangibly been close enough to anybody that could present this living God his word and the power of his anointing it's beyond me how the people that have traveled me around the world some of you that have went with me and seen miracles like has not been produced since Christ himself was on this earth, and so you could stand up, there's people in this room could stand up that have watched me perform the things of God, and then turn around and bless God, walk away and, and, and call me the devil, until I was able to... Attach myself to this word, Moses, and they saw Moses. They saw him before God, and yet they did what? They still went on and sinned. There's something about our flesh. Paul said, there's no good thing in this flesh. The things that I ought to be doing, I'm not doing. What's he saying? Oh, my Lord, Paul Paul had a sinning problem? Folks, we all have a sinning problem. There is no righteous among us. We're working and striving. That's what Paul said. He said, I'm striving to finish the race. We all are. But you can walk in holiness and righteousness. But it is what? (laughs) You want to take up your cross every day, folks. You want to load your lunch bucket up if you're not fasting because it's going to take a while, all right? Let's go to Leviticus now, the 19th chapter of Leviticus, and the 14th verse. Now here, going back in and and beginning to deal into the law, he's saying here, Thou shalt not curse the deaf, nor put a stumbling block before the blind, but shall fear God, I am the Lord. She said, in other words, you know, don't you just... I am the Lord. You, you, you again, what? You'll fear God. You shall fear God. He didn't say, "We well, get around to fearing me if you, if you want to. No, he said, you shall fear God. Leviticus nineteen thirty-two. Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head and, and honor the face of the old man and fear, the, fear thy God, I am the Lord. Said it again. So he's going down to the place. Don't be concerned with all this stuff that's out here in this world that doesn't exactly look like and act like you are. You worry about fearing me. Leviticus 25, 17. You shall not therefore oppress one another, but thou shalt fear thy God, for I am the Lord your God. You Do what? Don't, don't oppress each other. Ooh, ooh. Let's see, when's the last time somebody oppressed you? (laughs) Well, uh, uh, you know, uh, well, uh, I hate to tell you this, but you're wrong. Oh, where at in here did you become my judge? Like I said last night, the commandment is to love. That's the commandment. The commandment is not to Judge. Oh, we know, well, oh, no, we don't hate each other. If you judge anybody, you now have hated them. You have hated them. Well, no. Yes. See, there's no gray area between love and hate. You either love or you hate. How do you show your love? By not by not judging, what kind of percentage do you suppose those comments take in in today's church world? Two percent? Sorry, a little low. Twenty percent? Ah, take it up a little bit. How about forty? Get close to 95, 96, 97, 98, 99% of the church hate each other. Hate them! But then we get in front of the Lord God. We raise up our hands, praise and worship Him. Oh, Lord God, I need this, and oh, Lord God, I need that. Hear the Lord. How can you hate somebody on this earth that you see in love a God that you've never seen? That person's religion is in vain. In other words, it's non-existent. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. The way is narrow into this thing. That gate isn't swung open, and you can act like the devil and get to heaven. It Because if it does, God's Word is a lie. And He doesn't lie. He's not a man that He should lie. Please understand. Please make a covenant with yourself this weekend that you're going to start loving. For the first time in your life, you're going to shut up and quit telling people your opinion. And what's wrong with their lives? Try it for a while. Take a step into this thing because it's real. And God is not going to let you down. He never has, as a matter of fact. Now, Leviticus twenty-five thirty-six. and, of course, this goes on and on. Take thou no usury of him, or increase. That means don't, you don't loan money and, 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 and do what? Take interest. But fear thy God, that thou, brother, may live with thee. 25, 43, thou shalt not rule over him with rigor, but thou shalt fear thy God. You don't rule over him, you'll rigor. Uh, bless God him with rigor. But you're going to fear the Lord thy God. Turn with me in the book of Deuteronomy in the fourth chapter, please. Deuteronomy 4. Well, where's all this thing? How do we miss this? We missed this, brothers and sisters, because somebody wanted to take a shortcut. More than that, somebody did not want to take a chance of you getting up and getting mad and not coming back to church to put your money in the plate. That is what it's about. And that's what, it, what happened. That, that's the reason I've always said that that's the reason that all this doctrine was brought forth. That's the reason I go minister in the early days of my ministry, and they've, they've become very upset with me because, bless God, I preach against sin. Your problem is you. It's, it's, it's like you heard me say over and over, it's not the devil, it's not your husband, your wife, the next-door neighbor, the people down the street, this preacher or any other preacher. Your problem is you. And if you will get you straightened out, the blessings of God will find you and overtake you, okay? And that's what I'm after for your life. How do I know it works? You're looking at living proof of how it works. You're looking at living proof of it. I'm the most blessed man and Donna, the most blessed woman, as far as I know, that's on the earth at this time. There's not anything that, bless God, that that we have desire for we don't have. People give to us. We don't spend the money that's put into the place. No. God sends people to provide for us. They take care of us. You take care of us. Just shows up at the door. I learned long ago to say, yes, this is the address. Is it paid for? Well, bring it on in, then. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 4.10. "Spacely, the day that thou stoodest before the Lord thy God in Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, Gather me, the people, together, and I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and they may teach their children... The exciting thing about this is that the Lord God has sent this prophet to make you hear the words of the Lord. Now, you may reject those. That, again, that is given to you by God to choose. But if, in fact, and I I want you to think about this because this is heavy, big-time prophetic statement about to be made. If the Lord God can bring this Group of people that's here, this congregation, into a place of fearing Him for the first time, <laughs> and how many generations you're going to be able to teach this to your children? They've never been taught because you've never been taught. Your 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 parents didn't know the fear of God, or they would have taught you. Now you're going to have an opportunity to bring, let your children surpass all of this, I won't go into church, I'm praying, I fast every once in a while, bless God, I give tithes, I give offerings, and my life is a funny-looking piece of brown poodoo. That's kind. prophet's in a kind mood here this morning. <laughs> and there's not a one of us that has not faced that very fact in our walks with the Lord. Things haven't exactly turned out like it did for the brothers and sisters in the book of Acts, has it? No. The blessings of God haven't exactly hunted any of us down and got us on the floor and wallered us, as I'm always saying. Southern Illinois redneck term, get get it get over it. So the conclusion is simple. Either we miss God or God's a liar. And God forbid that anybody would think him to be a liar. So that only leaves us one resolution, doesn't it? We have a problem, brothers and sisters. We have a problem that is deep-rooted within the church that, blessed God, has never even been confronted before this time. But the fact of the matter is, if you're going to work the works of God, if the blessings are going to hunt you down and overtake you, you're going to have to find out what went wrong. Because something went wrong. And this prophet can teach you what went wrong. I can teach you how to fix it. I can teach you how, bless God, to get in a place just where Don and I walk today, where every time we turn around, we're being blessed. My Lord and my God, we're being blessed. Didn't happen overnight. took me a long time to find out what my problem was. I didn't fear the Lord my God. It took me a long time. But once I begin to understand the fear of God, once I begin to understand and look at this thing and realize, and do you know that, bless God, as long as the children of Israel kept the law, okay, I hope you're starting to understand fearing God part of the law. There was no sick among them. Come on! There was no sick among them. Can we say that about this group? No. Something's wrong, brothers and sisters. This weekend, as all the weekends that you make the sacrifice to come the Miles, and some of you came miles and miles and miles for this, it'll change your life. It will take you one step closer to God and his anointing. Take one step closer to those to those blessings hunting you down and overtaking you, he's in the business of blessing. That's what, that 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 that's it. That's the concept of God. But we have settled for something far less. Listen to the prayers. Well, Lord, if it be Thy will, that. Uh, that I am healed, or be thy will, Lord, that I have a good job, or if it be thy will, Lord, my children, if it be thy will, Lord. Listen closely. It is his will. It has always been his will. Now, I don't want anybody to go home and go over to their used-to-be pastor's home and knock on the door and offer to punch him in the nose. Now, that's not what this is about. You've been cheated. You've been deceived. There is a God. There is holiness. And there is his blessings that will pass everything that mankind knows on this earth. I can't stand before you and preach this unless I walk in it, Donna and I. I have been doing this for years and years and years, probably at least 35 years of ministry. I've walked in it. Did it work the first day? No, because I had to experiment. I had to come to the point that you're at this weekend. Somebody lied to me. Somebody didn't tell me the truth. Did they do it on purpose? No, they didn't know, folks. They did not know. They weren't doing it just, well, I should pull this wrong. No, I'm sorry. They did what their theology had taught them. Their theology had no major prophets involved in any of this. So I told you in Rome, when they decided to canonize these scriptures, a bunch of knuckleheads in Rome, well, most of them probably weren't even saved. None of them was filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, how does that make you feel? Well, we didn't do bad. No. Well, I'll agree we didn't do bad, but we sure didn't get it all. So I told you, we don't have any idea what Peter, that had the keys to the kingdom that Yeshua gave to him. We don't have any idea what that was about. Did they do that on purpose? No, no. They didn't know. But it's not what you do know. It's what you don't know. It's what you don't know. It's what, what you have preconceived. Okay? I, I, I become saved, get filled with the Holy Ghost, hopefully, and I go to church. Good assumption. And because I do, bless God, then I get to go to heaven because I'm saved. And now, you know, I mean, oh, yeah, and if I sin, now, you know, my advocate... You know, Jesus up, sitting there next to God and I oh, forgive me and he petitions the Father and my sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. Did it work? Do we look like the book of Acts? Do we act like the book of Acts? Is there power in us that they had? No. We are powerless. We're a bunch of wimpy, Christians running around with dirty diapers, needing a bottle or some kind of a pacifier to suck on, and think that we're all growing up and know, well, I like what my brother said. Where else can you do it but religion? Get saved, get in a church and in a month, know everything there is to know about the Bible. Pretty well the truth, isn't it? Pretty well covers the subject. Then along come the prophets. It's going to demand, going to demand upon you until you succumb and you do what's been told you to do so that you too can work the works of God and you too can be blessed above. Folks, if you can come to the place, and you can, of being a blessed child of God, People will come up to you and say, "What are you doing that we're not doing? What do you mean? Well, look, look, look! You're you're never sick, huh? You you're blessed. You got a nice place to live. I say, you know, people give me new new vehicles. What's making I want to know what you're doing. I'd like to be like you are. How many of you had anybody come and beat your door down asking you that question? Don't everybody jump up and tear a chair up to get up. Truth, brothers and sisters, you've got to face truth. It either works or it don't work. If it doesn't work, find another God to try to serve but it works. This isn't God's fault. He said it all right here in the book. He said it before us. He said, if you will do, if you observe and do all that I commanded you, all, not a portion, all of what I commanded you, did he command us to hear him? Yeah, boy, you're hearing it. Then, then, and only then will I hunt you down and overtake you with blessings. Now, Deuteronomy 5.29. Deuteronomy 5.29. Oh, that there were such a heart in them that they would fear me. Now listen to him. He, the Lord God is saying... Oh, that there were such a heart in them that they would fear me. They didn't fear him. Do you know know again what it is? One more time, let's go over it. We're going to go over it many times this weekend. When they sinned, they weren't looking back over their shoulder wondering if the lightning was going to strike. I'm going to give you a, a formula before we leave here Sunday so you can begin to bless God, come out of this thing, okay? It's like everything else that I present to you, you're going to have to work your little heinies off for this thing to work for you. But some of you are set like Flint in this thing. Some of you understand that you have found your destiny. Those of you who have come here could very well be this is your destiny, and you better be careful about walking away just because I don't exactly suit you. I'm talking to one of you sitting out here today, okay? I may not exactly suit you, but you would give your left arm to be able to work the works this preacher works. I'll guarantee you, you would. And if you can't, and you can't, then you better sit down, shut up, and decide you're not quite as holy, and know everything that you know, and learn something. Get over it. He said that fear, and and he said, would fear me and keep all my commandments always. (laughs) Keep all of them and always keep them that it might be well with them and with their children forever. I have said for years, if you don't want to do this for yourself, do it for your children. Do it for your children. But again, he's saying here. That bless God that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always. That it might be well with them, with all, with with their children forever. Boy, those are big time promises. I'm telling you something, folks. He's saying things here that the church doesn't even have any idea. You know what we think? Well, that was the Old Testament and, and uh, now this is what the church told us. And all that was passed away. All that was passed away. Listen, all that was passed away. Was it? Well, if you've been around for a while and studied the material, you'll find out, no. That, that, that The Old Testament that some of whatever the church come up with, it's called the Tanakh. All right? It didn't go anywhere. Why? Because he said that if you do this, it would be forever. Now, how long is Forever. 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 Say forever. Forever. Huh. Woo, I'm for that forever business, okay? Deuteronomy six thirteen. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, commanding us, and shall serve him, number two, and shall swear by his name. By his name. Deuteronomy 6, 24 and 25. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to the fear of the Lord your God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is at, the, at this day. Boy, you know, again, over and over and over. But you see, the thing, and of course, on purpose, ha- has God had me hold this back until now because we're building. If you haven't heard back there, it's going to be tough to take this and go with it, okay? I mean, go back. You're going to study. But the phenomenal thing is, and and the reason that, that God had me write down so many scriptures that have the command to fear him, and yet the church said, no, 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 you misunderstood. You reverence him, right? Yeah, you reverence him. No, not, not the fear of trembling and and, 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 and and all that. Come on, folks. How do you think those people handled when fire came down from heaven when Elijah brought it down? Do you think that was a reverencing moment? That was a fearful moment. What about when, when they sent out the 50 to, to bless God to try to murder old Elijah and he kept burning them with fire from heaven? Do you think they... Was in reverence? No, they were running for their lives they feared. It's the fear of God. And that is in the book. It's in the book over and over and over and over and over and over again. Why did they not teach us that?
1: Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.JewishProphet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, Every week, folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer requests to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible.
0: I'm
1: going to go